Hi, I'm Tim Z. Hernandez. Welcome to another edition of Words on a Wire. I'm really excited about our guest today. She's a musician based out of Los Angeles. Um, she's a singer songwriter. And as you know, or maybe you don't, but you know, I, I'd like to think that some of you uh, are familiar with our show. Uh, we are in always interested in musicians and, and different ways of telling stories. Um, and obviously music is one of our one, one way. Um, and for me, uh, you know, I'm really excited because I learned about this artist a couple of years ago. Um, and I've since listened to her music and we've even collaborated. So it's been it's just been great getting to know her and her wonderful music. Her name is Ana Saldana. She's based out of Los Angeles. She's a native of L.A. She's a singer, songwriter, producer, sound mixer and activist. We'll be speaking with her about that as well. Um, she hopes to keep her culture and roots alive through song and believes that music is our soul's revolution and medicine. Her music is conscience with a social justice advocacy that is relevant today. She calls her own music Native Soul. It's where Neil Soul meets Ranchera. Anna's career spans 15 years. She's traveled all over the world capturing sound with major networks for film and documentaries and such. And she's working on a book about her experiences and we'll get into some of that as well. Ana Saldana, welcome to Words on a Wire. Hi, Tim, thank you for having me. Absolutely, it's, it's my pleasure. Um, so it's finally, I'm, I'm really happy to finally be able to speak with you about music and stories because you're a singer and songwriter. Uh, tell me, first of all, I want to hear a little bit about, you had mentioned in a previous conversation that we had in preparation for this interview that you had just got back to LA. You were in uh, up north somewhere? Yeah, I was up in uh, northern Washington, a um, couple miles from the Canadian border for like three months. Wow. Shooting um, a show and then I took off to San Francisco for a few weeks. And so now I'm home and it feels so nice to be home. <laughs> nice. And uh, what were you, what, was it for music that you were up there or was it for your sound work? What, what were you doing? It, it was, it was for sound. It was, it was my bread and butter, you know? So I, yeah, I do audio and, and that's what gets me on the road. What, um, I mean, I don't know if I'm saying, are you like, what, what's the, What's the title for you? Are you technically considered a sound engineer, sound mixer? I don't know what. No, we're because we're out in the field, so we're field sound mixers. Oh, I see, I see, cool. And uh, you've been doing that for a long time now. Yes, I've been doing that for about fifteen years. Um, right. It's been a beautiful journey. And I ask you that because um, it's not just about the music that I want to speak with you about, but I know that you're also working on a book. And um, I've been writing about your experiences um, traveling around the world, which happened through the lens of sound, of hearing the world, you know? So that's why I kind of want our listeners to get to know you a little bit about your background as well. And what got you involved and interested in sound in the first place? Um, well, actually I was, um, I was doing camera first. I was, I was actually a camera starting to become a camera operator in the television industry, but I'm a small girl. Like the cameras were huge back in the day, like those giant, you know, uh, I can't even think of any of the camera names right now, but they were giant. And, um, and I realized quickly that I need to stay technical, but I need to distribute the weight somehow. So then I, I looked at my, sound mixers I'm like oh that's like perfect because the harness that you wear has you know you're incorporating both shoulders to carry the weight of the rig while you run around town right so that seemed more physically doable for me and um I just made the transition into audio and I love that it's still technical it fulfills that technical 
like drive and love that I have for technology and gadgets and gizmos and how audio works. And so, yeah, I just, I've been happy, happy there. <laughs> nice. That's good. And, and that's actually how you're able to go traveling around the world. Is that right? It's through, has it been through sound or has it been through yes. music to sound? Right. No, um, I wish it was more through music, but not, not yet. Um, it's right. mostly all of it is through audio and, uh, and yeah, and it, and it helps that I speak Spanish. It helps that I'm a female. Sometimes that's all it takes really. I mean, besides the resume, but like they're really looking for Spanish speaking females. If, if there's a, a women, woman heavy cast, or if there's children involved, they prefer female. And so, right. you know, I have like a little niche situation going on for myself, which there's not too many sound female sound mixers out there. So, right. Right. I imagine. You know. I imagine. Yeah, exactly. And then obviously because you're bilingual too, that just gives you a, you know, it's like twice the, you know, it gives another, it's another tool yeah. in the toolbox for you, you know, and probably for whoever hires you as well. Oh, is that your dog in the background? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, so, is that my puppy? I don't know what they're fighting about out there, but yeah, protecting <laughs> the, the house. <laughs> So this is a good opportunity to remind our listeners that this is the pandemic version of Words on a Wire. So we're recording um, based, I'm actually, we're not in our, our KTEP studios as we normally are for this show. I'm based, I'm recorded here, recording here in my home in El Paso and Ana's recording out of her living room. What I'm assuming is your living room in, El, in uh, Los Angeles. <laughs> Correct. Nice, nice. So then uh, music, how long, so let's start, let's kind of seg a little bit into your music now. So how long have you been writing, singing, you know, been a singer songwriter? Well, I mean, if you want to go way back, I've been singing since I was yes. a child, um, trying to at least. Um, I would press record on our old school cassette, giant cassette record player, you know, monstrosity, the speaker's taller than I was. You know, remember yeah, those 80s? I totally remember those. <laughs> system, yeah, that's system. when my dad had an afro. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I would press record on all these like love songs. Nice. <laughs> yeah and and so i started to to try to sound like whitney houston and mariah carey and celine dion and linda nice. ronstand and god all the all the gorgeous beautiful artists in the world um back nice. in the day and uh and then i started to um take it a little more seriously way later on in life um yeah. i was building my career as a sound mixer um, and so all the music took a back seat a little bit um, mm -hmm. for a while. And then I decided that no one's going to discover me. Right. Um, yeah. Hearing me sing in right. walk on by the sidewalk. So I thought, okay, it's now or never. I need to do this and push it and, and get it out there. And so I did. So I started writing a bunch of music and it just, honestly, it was just pouring out of me. I feel like I just, I finally had something to say. Mm. And this was back in 2012, I think. Right, right. Yeah. And you say that so nonchalantly, yeah. like, so, oh, so music music just started pouring out of me and I've been, you know, I've been writing ever since. I mean, like, you know, yeah, you, music, I, I thought music wanted to pour out of me at one point too. And it came out, it was like, <laughs> yeah, no, I, it told me real quick that music is not pouring out of you, Tim. Sorry. You know, words were pouring out of me. And then I was like, oh, dang it. Well, that's not my calling, I guess, but okay, words. But for you, so when you say music was pouring out of you, um, 
were you taking music lessons? Because I, I know that you play different instruments because I know we've collaborated. I know you play ukulele, you play, you know, guitar, piano, flute, you have all these abilities. And so, you know, um, did you take lessons early on or did, did you just teach yourself? Say that last part again, the last question. Oh, you I'm cut sorry I, if I cut out. Yeah, I said, did you take lessons early on or did you just teach yourself? Oh, I, I'm self-taught. Um, um, yeah, that's all I can say. I'm self-taught. We, you know, mm. we growing up in a, in a, in the suburbs of right. Southgate, you know, my parents couldn't afford lessons for two girls. They put us in sports. We were, in, we were swimmers. We were dancers, right. you know, Carla right. played baseball. Uh, <laughs> um, so music wasn't part of it. Yeah. My sister. Yeah. Right. Nice. And, uh, and so we didn't, they didn't push music on us. It was just something that I loved. Right. And so my dad gave me his guitar one day, classical guitar. Right. And I just started learning all the, 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 the songs of the, of the era that time. Like it was like Smashing Pumpkins and Nirvana. And then I loved Pink Floyd and classic wow. rock. And what? so I just started playing what I could. That's yeah awesome. pink floyd that's cool i'm not great i'm not a good i'm not great at all like i think my what? strength lies in my voice and mm -hmm. so much in my ability to play these instruments but i just recently learned the piano i it was like a right. tetris set into my brain finally i was kind of scared of the piano um but when it finally clicked for me it was a revelation that i've been waiting for basically my whole entire life and it made sense I've been writing a lot of music on the piano, yeah. Right, right. And you know, um, it's interesting to me, you know, musicians who come at come at it the way you have, you know, which is really organically. Um, it's been your calling, but also narratives, right? Stories, and I know this again because we've we've talked before and collaborated on all that level. But story, how did stories start to like, you know, I don't know. I mean, in what way have stories influenced you? You know, um, whether it was your family hearing the stories or whether it was just through music um you know because your your lyrics to your songs really are um you know they're stories in and of themselves you know um you pay they're very poetic they're very rich with the language they also do tell stories so how did that how do you feel like you received that kind of influence um i think that um i used to read a lot as a child mm. and I was fascinated by storytelling. I actually wanted to be an author when I was a kid, FYI. Uh -huh. um, that, didn't, <laughs> that didn't quite work out, but... Um, <laughs> um, not yet. And so, not <laughs> yet, not it's yet. It's coming, it's coming, right, exactly. It's coming. <laughs> but um, I just, I just, I, I, I knew about the story arc. You mm. know, I knew about the beginning, middle and end and how mm. to make it concise um, through television. Mm. And so I began not writing love songs because I was horrible at writing love songs. Um, and so I started writing about the things that I hoped and prayed for humanity um, to overcome. And I, I focused on our struggles, our collective struggle, justice, injustice, um, pain, suffering, joy, um, things that illuminate our spirit. Um, so I started just writing about stuff that was very deeply buried into my own mm. heart and soul. So um, you were writing love songs, but there it was love songs for the people, love songs for the world, for humanity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess. Right, yeah. right. I think about uh, Joni Mitchell. I'm sorry, go ahead. 
sorry, you're cutting out. What did you say? Oh, um, sorry, it uh, cut off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember what I was going to say. Go ahead with your Joni Mitchell thing. Yeah. Oh, no, I was going to say, you know, I remember Joni Mitchell. Um, at, I think it was maybe a documentary based on her. Somewhere along the way, I heard her say they asked her about why she hadn't recorded something in like a long period of time. I don't know, 10 to 20 years or something that she hadn't put out anything new. And she said, um, of course, I'm totally paraphrasing, but she said it's because she had found her daughter again, you know, the daughter that she gave up when mm. she was young, a young child, a young girl. Yeah, she was still in her teens. And she said, because I found my daughter again, I no longer needed music. And she said, uh-huh. I feel like all those years I was mothering the world through my music, mm. you know, and then now that I have my daughter back, I don't need the music as much. It was something to that effect. And I just remember feeling really powerful, but, you know, um, so when I think of you saying that you wanted to author, uh, you know, and write love songs, which you were bad at that, or however you worded that, <laughs> you know, this idea though, that, you know, your love for humanity is what the songs that became about, you know, and I know yeah. that because I've listened to your music and we're going to get to hear for our listeners out there. We're going to get to hear on she will actually give us, we're building up towards the finale, which is her singing uh, one of her songs for us, one of her original songs. Um, I also wanted to ask you then how, okay. So you wanted to be an author early on. Um, you started, having this musical influence and you had this job as a sound person traveling when did you start to feel like like when did the author vibration started to happen in you again where you felt like i should write this down or maybe this is worthy of a book or you know merits a book or whatever you know when did you start to feel like that um honestly um i have to give it up to my friends um inspiration for that because I would come home from traveling and catch up with my friends and tell them little things that happened on the road and for those that that have known me for 20 years um would say to me like god you gotta write a book you just gotta write a book you know and I was I was always like no like that's crazy you know no you have to I'm like no no no, and it was like that for a little while. I was like, no, 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 that's crazy. But then eventually, um, I realized that I did have an accumulation of stories that would fit in a book, I think, right. a normal sized book. And um, <laughs> not just that, but just just the, just how much joy it brought my family and how much interest my f- close friends and family had in my stories. Um, mm-hmm. And so then I started to write. And it was just getting it out of my head, just memories of things that stood out for me, places, right. people, you know, the, 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 the landscape, um, the culture. I just started writing little tiny short stories and I didn't get far. This was like two years ago. Right. I didn't get far. I, I, I actually hardly wrote a thing. One page, I think I wrote like six or seven pages and one page was the intro page. So like, there you wow. go. Wow. Um, and so... And then um, I just got inspired again, not that long ago, to <laughs> to continue writing and yeah. and uh, and so mostly what? because mm-hmm. go ahead and mostly because I feel that if a young brown girl from a little town would read it, um, I hope that she would find that sort of energy in her to to believe in herself and that it's possible right right so that's why (laughs) right because I recall in a conversation we had that you had mentioned that you know when you were growing up you had never 
saw yourself, I mean, well, you had always envisioned more for yourself, but that you had never, you, you never really felt like it was possible to be in the situation that you're in now that you've created right. for yourself. Right. Right. So part of that journey is what you're hoping to share through your book. Yeah. Um, you know, and I know that, I mean, you've had some, you've, you've mingled with presidents, you know, uh, <laughs> you've, you've gone to terrains and I mean, you've really had like an incredible adventurous life. And I mean, you know, I'm not trying to say how old you are, but I mean, you, you're pretty, you look pretty young, you know what I mean? To have had so many um, just incredible experiences that people just will not have normally in one lifetime in two, three lifetimes, you know, um, different countries, but not just the countries, people you've met um, moments that have really sort of shifted the way you see and think about the world. Um, What's one moment that you would say, I'm going to kind of put you on a spot here, but one moment where you felt really impacted you, like one trip or one person you met during your travels that just really made a profound impact on your person, who you are and how you think? Um, I would, I, I always lean on, on Sri Lanka because Sri Lanka was a, a moment in my life where I felt like I came back a different person. Mm. Um, and we were shooting a documentary. It uh, never got edited that's production side of things i don't i don't do that mm -hmm. but the project itself um we were go going back to sri lanka to basically the the the, the woman that the story is about she mm -hmm. helped these families create a village after the tsunami hit and so everyone in the village today currently has lo had lost a member of their family in the tsunami um, and so, and I believe that was back in 2005 as well. Right. No, no, no. Yeah, I think so. Um, but I'm not sure. So right, right. don't quote me, but, um, the, the big tsunami that took 300,000 souls, yeah. um, by the Indian coast and Sri Lanka was part of that. And so, um, and so we went back with this documentary and the woman Becky was giving everyone deeds to their home. And I fell in with mainly the children. I was so touched. They hung to me like they were apartments. <laughs> you look like me. I was like in love with these babies. Um, and the women and the men, everyone was just so incredibly gorgeous and beautiful and their tender spirit and their gentle souls. They they took us and they embraced us. They they welcomed us into their home, their beautiful vi village called La Sanagama. La Sanagama village means beautiful village. And, uh, and I would have to say that Sri Lanka has a, a huge part of my soul that I am not calling back. Wow. And, and are, is that like a, that the type of story that, that, you know, you've been working on there? Is that more or less like what you're talking about, your, your reflections of your experiences like that? For the book, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, in your, right, in your book, in the book that you're working on. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, yes, I just, I talk about what I see. I don't try to talk too much about the projects themselves because I know legal legal issues might probably won't allow that, but I'm just making it personal. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Because, you know, it's whatever, you know, how, whatever means you got there, it's still your experience that, you know, yeah. you saw through your eyes and therefore, you know, it's, it's absolutely worth telling and sharing with the world so that the rest of us can, you know, like you said, so that there's a little child somewhere who, who knows that a, a different, that there's a whole other world out there or worlds out there for us, you know, to, to explore and to be a part of. Yeah. How do you feel like that, um, some of that 
you know, and, and I know for our listeners, uh, because I've had a chance to talk with you before for our listeners, you know, that's just one little tiny drop in the bucket of all the fantastic and, and very almost incredible stories that you've been able to tell us, tell us, tell us another story really quickly. Just like, just like another sample of like something that you, uh, just where you thought you would never be before, you know, you're like, how did I end up in this crazy situation? You know, what's, what's, do you have one of those stories? (laughs) Oh oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, once on uh it's a documentary called the royal tour and we were in ecuador with the uh president at the time rafael correa and he and i instantaneously i would say hit it off right right away um and we had taken a a trip to the amazon and i usually always travel with my ukulele ukulele i call her my ukulele um so i basically she's gone everywhere with me too wow so i um we were staying in these beautiful huts in the Amazon and um, it was dinner. And so mm-hmm. we all go to the area under the big canopy to eat. And the president also apparently ex-president also travels with his guitar. And so um, he brought his and uh, my friend Nia was like, bring your ukulele. I'm like, no, she's like freaking bring it, you know? So yeah. I was like, okay, so I brought it. And um, it just turned into a jam session. So Rafael Correa and myself were playing songs. I taught him the Four Nom Blonde song, What's Up? And I sang <laughs> original stuff. <laughs> what's up? You taught him what's up? <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. You taught him what's up. That's, see right there? That's the chapter title, What's Up? You know? <laughs> that's, like, that's really yeah. cool. Wow. I think we just all fell in love with each other that night. Mm. Like everyone there, we were just like in awe of just the the location, the, the being in the Amazon, feeling that heartbeat. You know, it was just yeah. so beautiful. Wow. And yeah, I carry that very close to my heart. He and I became really, really good, you know, mm. you know, co- colleagues for the film th- during yeah. the film. You know, and yeah, um, I miss that. I miss Ecuador a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know. I mean, I can I can see it on your face, you know, because I know that we're talking we're talking here through via Zoom, but obviously everybody who's listening can't hear can't doesn't see that. <laughs> but but I can see it. You're beaming. You're like, yeah, you're totally remembering that moment, you know. Um, you know, and how, so how do you feel like these experiences um, influence? Like, how do they get? How do they filter into your songwriting? Like when you're sitting down to compose a song. You know, maybe not direct, maybe directly. Sometimes you'll think of a, an instant that you've gone through and write about it, but maybe also indirectly. How are they touching your soul, moving you to write lyrics? You know, it's really hard because I'm sure I'm sure like you as a writer, as an author, um, you kind of have to put yourself in the mindset a bit of of what it is you're going to write about. Mm-hmm. You know, like today, I, I I I have to really consider the topic. You know, and so sometimes, like you said, it's indirect and it'll come out that way. But if I'm focused on an issue like, you know, um, um, the, 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 the students, the young women in Nigeria who were kidnapped by Boko Haram, like mm-hmm. I wrote specifically about that, mm-hmm. you know, um, and other times it's more of a loose kind of more general um, injustice. Right. Um, right. Like like what we're doing to Mother Earth, you know, uh, right. that's also very direct but also very general because it's happening all over the world it's not just here in this specific part of this country you know right so it just it it just depends right depends on what i don't fight it but it, but i definitely struggle sometimes with it you know 
so right now you just talked about right like what we're doing to mother earth climate change all of that happening um do you have a song that's along <laughs> those lines and which you can share with us <laughs> i do <laughs> well then why don't we why don't we hear it now because we're, we're kind of getting close towards the end i mean it's so okay. it happened so fast that we're having these conversations but i'd love to hear it yeah that we would all love to hear it okay yeah. I'll, I'll play a little snippet of of tierra madre it's my lullaby to mother earth okay like the hear it, here goes. <laughs> Quiero que todo cambie mentalidad cruel. Quiero que seamos gente, la gente de aquel. Ayer, cruzando valle y río, montaña y mar azul, sembrando bajo el cielo, raíz de luna y sol. Quiero ayudar su Very nice. Um, and also oh, I should mention you. for our, yeah, absolutely. For our listeners, if you're just tuning in, we're actually speaking to musician, activist, and sound uh, engineer, Ana Saldana, who's based out of Los Angeles. And we're talking with her about her wonderful music um, and about a book that she's been working on for a little while now. It's going to be a fantastic book. I can tell you that if there's any publishers listening out there, I'm telling you that you better jump on this real quick because um, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, you know, your story is not, it's, it's rare. It's not like a story that I've heard of a, uh, you know, um, from that perspective, from your unique perspective, you know, and, and of being a sort of, you know, listening, going, traveling the world, but through, through the, through the lens of sound, you know, tell us, tell us just a little bit about that. We have a few more minutes. Tell us a little bit about um, you know, how listening through the world, right? Because you've always got your headphones on. I am, I'm imagining your headphones are on, got your equipment on. And, and I've, you know, I've traveled, I've also tried, not the world, I've traveled uh, Texas <laughs> and California. I've traveled and interviewed folks myself with these, you know, really high powered microphones and and they can really, you can hear crickets scuttling in the grass. You can hear everything, you know? So for you, how does it feel like, you know, witnessing the world through sound that clear, that, that sort of intimate. Um, it is intense. Um, yeah, I hear heartbeats sometimes. Um, I can hear mm -hmm. the, the, the faintest breath of, of fear or excitement or whatnot like it's very intense I'm basically feeling everything that I'm listening to you know mm, yeah. um, um and so and so I get into people's like voices mm -hmm. um and I really do get caught up in what we're talking about 
Um, yeah. And, and um, it's been beautiful, you know, it's just been a beautiful, like I said, yeah. a beautiful journey for me. Um, I also never realized that my ears could get tired. So the really? first time I felt exhausted, my ears were exhausted. I felt so fatigued. I'm like, oh my God, my ears, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm so tired. My ears are tired. My poor your, ears. Your lobes were hanging. <laughs> I, I swear, I swear it happened. <laughs> yeah. They were drooping from above. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. Um, it happens. And I didn't realize that it could, um, wow. but. I've managed, I've learned to figure it all out so that it works for me so that I'm not, you know, falling apart halfway through the show. Right, right. right. Yeah. And um, and so you're currently, um, we're going to kind of close out here, but I'm also going to, uh, we're going to take the conversation into our podcast. So it's a little more extended than what, you know, our listeners on KTEP will perceive as well. But before I move to that segment, that section, I wanted to ask you too, um, you know, how, how do you feel uh, the writing process you know, and I guess my question is, do you, do you foresee, do you see yourself in the future, like fusing the, the, the book one day, cause it will be a book. I'm certain of it um, with your music and sort of offering presentations as you go around with both of these, do you see them playing, you know, a role in hand, going hand in hand in the message that you're trying to get out there? I mean, yeah, I, I haven't thought about anything beyond just kind of um, archiving my stories, but but yeah, that's definitely a great idea to incorporate the music if ever I were to share publicly. Um, or I guess I could, I mean, I still have a ton of music to write since I see it happening. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we obviously wish you all the best and, you know, we're fans of yours. I'm a fan of yours, but I know you also have a lot of fans out there who've been following your music and your community work for quite some time. And, you know, I can imagine that you'll have quite a following once your, once your book is completed and out in the world. Um, at this point, I want to just say thank you. Um, you and I will carry the conversation on a little further because I also want you to play a song. Uh, one of your full songs there. Um, and we'll carry that on to our, um, we have an Apple podcast as well for our listeners and also a Spotify podcast, Words on a Wire. So be sure to find the extended version of this conversation there as well. This is the extended part two version. She's going to sing us a song. Um, Anna, what song are you going to share with us today? I was thinking I would sing Moral Revolution. Nice. So tell us about, and that sounds like, well, I don't want to guess, I don't want to assume at what that, what that means, but tell us why, why that song. Um, I just feel like with our current political climate, uh, the uprising, the Black Lives Matter movement, um, children in cages, um, the loss of life, murdered and missing indigenous women and children and men. Um, I feel like this song kind of just encompasses all of all of that and uh and 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 we sing and to our mothers our mother's voices give us hope and strength um including mother earth so right that's why did how long ago did you write this song this is actually the first song i wrote on the ukulele um back in 2013 or 2012 i want to say wow and yeah it's, and it's still relevant today huh <laughs> I think it's more relevant today wow. than it ever was. Yeah. Wonderful. All right. Well, we're all ears. Oh, well then. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like Please. the hear it, here it goes. <laughs> I'd love to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
this road lead. I've been marching for days. Where does this road end? All my memories came and went. I hear you calling. My voice begins to take flight. I hear you That was 
the voice of uh, music of Ana Saldana, LA-based uh, musician, activist, and sound engineer. Ana, it's been really a pleasure, and also writer, I should say, writer, because you're working on this book of, of all your adventures. Um, Ana, it's really been a pleasure having you on our show, Words on a Wire. Finally, we've, we got you on the show, and I'm really, <laughs> yes. it's been an honor talking with you. Oh my God, thank you. It's been an honor to be on your show. I really appreciate you thinking about me. Of Thank course, so of course. Absolutely. We're trying to reach far and wide. We're trying to get all of our tentacles way out there into the community, you know, highlight folks who are doing good stuff and, and using the power of stories and narratives to, to, you know, create positive change in the world. So thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, we'll have to have you on when your book comes out. Okay, I'll keep you posted. <laughs> all right, good. Take care of yourself. Thank you. You yeah. too. Stay Bye -bye. safe. <laughs>